This podcast may contain explicit language. This is the Dynasty Download Podcast. Welcome back to the Dynasty Download Podcast. I am your host, Tom Duncan. Co-host, Ethan Hamilton. So, since yesterday... um, uh, we recorded uh, the first couple of episodes on Wednesday. They're going to post this morning. I'll post the other ones uh, either this or tonight or uh, tomorrow. But um, I took a look at some of the positional rankings, and I had to move things around. So um, based on our conversation, Amari uh, Cooper is now ahead of Delvin Cook in the overall rankings. Not by much. I think just barely. But uh, I think at some point we're going to play the <laughs> would-you-rather um, question for um, Dynasty League football. So that'll be a nice little fun game. We also have something else planned for uh, the fans um, coming up uh, where we're going to do the uh, grand um, fantasy draft for s- uh, single season and career football numbers um, and uh, see how we can stack up in that game. Maybe we can get a third person in here to really compete and throw a monkey wrench in this. Um, So um, let me ask you this question before we kind of get going on some of it. Uh, Are you subscribed to the podcast yet? Me? Yeah. No, actually, I'm not. I've listened to all of them, but I'm not subscribed. Well, I mean, I've been a part of all of them, so I don't really... I very rarely listen back to myself, but um, yeah, you... Definitely I need, need to, to do the yeah, subs- yeah, yeah. And we need to encourage everybody else. So, like, uh, for example, if you're on Spotify, uh, just search Dynasty Download Podcast. Uh, it should come up. It's a field with a little football and some blue lettering right now. Our uh, budget is very shoestring at the moment, meaning <laughs> um, that it's absolute zero. Uh, doing this in the middle of quarantine and putting shit together. But, um, so, uh, but if you do that and then you go up to the uh, homepage, uh, click the follow button, you will get every podcast as they are released uh, by me. Uh, I do all the producing and editing, which is to say that uh, I make a few clicks after we're done recording, do almost no editing, and throw shit up on the internet. As I was going to say. <laughs> so, um, all right, but yeah, if anybody wants to follow that, um, be welcome to. So. Um, we're going to be covering two different things today. We're going to do the overall rankings. Um, we'll kind of go through that in a bit. Uh, we may have a couple of new segments here or, uh, not for you. And, uh, then we're going to do our blind resume episode, uh, to, uh, uh, give you guys a little bit of fun and tease each other a little bit. So, uh, but before we started that, before we came online, um, you wanted to see if you could get me to trade you my... Number one overall pick, uh, the number five slot in the first round going forward. So make me your offer. I was just talking, really. Um, I don't no. really have an offer to, you grab, to talk? grab you. I was like, I, I want your pick. I, I, I most definitely I want, want your pick. But it's something we got to talk through. I'm not going to not gonna just throw out my greatest offer. But Dalvin Cook okay. would be involved, I think, for sure. Dalvin Cook would be involved so, because I want to get running backs, but. Then we'd work from there. Okay. We'll see what we can do. You need Uh, running back help. Potentially. And I like the longer term investment. Um, So, but I, I, yeah, I, I could be comfortable potentially um, where I get a little bit longer term investment value, depending on who the, the trade package is, but it would need a couple of different things. And I think it would be a larger term deal. I'm I'm looking for the one. The one I'm most excited by for the potential yet is if we can figure out how to work a multi-team trade. Mm. That That'd is be the, fun. That is like the the um, nirvana of uh, <laughs> dynasty football right now. If I can figure out how to do it, I don't care if it's swapping three picks that basically mean nothing. I want to figure out how to do this. <laughs> That'd I'm be fun excited to be involved. by it. Like my that, my fingertips are tingling. That would be fun right. to be involved in. So, uh, how many did you rank for your overall rankings list? Honestly, I just have um, 
just what I had for um, the position rankings. So I really just thought we would just go through yours and then just discuss That's fine. what I thought. Well, I was just going to narrow it down if we weren't going to do that. So I don't know how much time you want to spend on um, 100 through probably even 51. Um I'll just start going through them and it, just stop me or interject. Like if you have a, an issue or a comment or whatever else, we'll run through some of these more uh, down the list ones. So uh, I just went or we're, I just re-went through all of these uh, last night and then again this morning. And this is the most current edition, but my lists are always freaking fluid. So, but this will exist in the ether of the internet. So then, of course, it has a level of permanence. Uh, so, number 100, Tariq Cohen. Uh, 99, Sony Michelle. 98, Malcolm Brown. 97, Gerald Everett. 96, Sam Darnold. 95, Rashad Penny. T- 94, Tevin Coleman. 93, Raheem Mostert. 92, AJ Green. 91, Marvin Jones. 90, Nikhil Harry. I got no quorums with that. Uh, the one that I think has the potential to really... Um, I mean, there are a couple in this this section that I really could see moving up. I think Gerald Everett uh, having a um, big stretch at the end of last season could really move up. Um, I could see Rashad Penny if he comes back healthy and takes over that Seattle job, but I don't know. Um, I also like some of the early returns on, uh, Nikhil Harry being a a factor for the Patriots going forward. Uh, he was actually their highest targeted receiver towards the end of last season. Um, so especially in his second year, a guy that I could potentially target second, third round where he's not going to have a lot of name recognition and people are going to be down on him because of the transition in quarterbacks, but has uh, potential value moving forward as a uh, receiving option that you can buy low on. So uh, 89, Brandon Cooks, 88, Chris Carson, 87, Damian Williams, 86, Jared Goff, 85, Kareem Hunt, 84, Jimmy Garoppolo, 83, Austin Eckler, 82, Noah Fant, 81, Daryl Henderson Jr. Um, I think that Chris Carson and Henderson Jr. could be um, higher up towards, you know, the end of the season. Um, I think those guys could uh, have really big years coming up. Chris Carson just needs to be healthy. When he's healthy, he's a very, very good running back. Well, and I see, like, Austin Eckler is probably a lot lower on my list than a lot of other people's. It's simply a matter of, I look at him as a better version of what James White was last year. Like, he's potentially productive, and he could stay healthy, but, you know, did he reach his ceiling last year? I don't see him even though his productivity was high, uh, being in the same realm of uh, the potential. I also look at this. I have three running backs currently on my team that are all falling in this range. So Kareem Hunt, Damian Williams, and Chris Carson are all guys that I personally own, um, who I'm not high on at the moment, but like if given the right situation or let's say Nick Chubb goes out for whatever reason, Kareem Hunt becomes a huge uh, buy. Um, I know Ben really wanted to try and wrestle him away from me last year, and maybe that's one where I can exercise um, some trade value. So um, I do agree on Daryl Henderson Jr. I just, we literally didn't see him at all last season. He was behind Malcolm Brown and Todd Gurley most of the year, and he's a guy with a lot of promise, but until I see it, I just, I can't put him, you know, purely on speculation. So, no, just p- potential-wise, I think all I'm saying is I think he could end up up there. You know, I, he might be um, a steal of a couple people's drafts depending on how the Rams use him and if he really is that guy. But you're right, we don't know what he is, but well, pure I mean, speculation. Well, could be said for Malcolm Brown, whichever one ends up earning the job. So, like, I could see it being a, a complete split. I could see a 60-40. I could see a 70-30. Um, but we just don't know who's going to win the job or who's going to be utilized in what way. So um, I know this is one we kind of disagreed on yesterday for positional ranks, but uh, number 80, I had on Johnson. Uh, 79, I had Todd Gurley. 78, Jordan Howard. 
77, Janu Smith, 76, Mike Gusecki, 75, Curtis Samuel, 74, Marquise Brown, 73, Mike Williams, 72, Will Fuller, 71, Austin Hooper, and number 70, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Hollywood has the potential to be up there a little bit. It'll be his second year in the offense. Uh, Lamar Jackson will be that much better. Um, I think Hollywood could end up somewhere up in the 60 range. I mean, nothing too crazy, but I can feel it, see him moving up. Well, this is the kind of spot in the list where you have some of the guys that are falling off that are older or in new positions that I don't like versus the guys that are rising because of potential. So Mike Williams have his, having double-digit touchdowns two years ago. Um, we all thought he was going to really produce last year. The Charger offense was kind of down. Uh, but he's still an overall uh, first-round pick, um, like in the top 10 as a wide receiver, and you're waiting kind of for him to bust out yet, kind of in the same way that Corey Davis is kind of on that list, but like <sighs> it's just never done anything. Um, Will Fuller is another guy. He's going to be the number one in Houston, but you just want to see him be healthy and go through a full season. Uh, Marquise Brown is in that same category. you know. And I look at Jonu Smith and Mike Gusecki as – um, now they're going to be the number one tight ends, possibly with better offenses. You know, do they raise their potential stock? Um, whereas like Austin Hooper's in a new situation, we're downgrading him from where he was last year. Um, Jordan Howard's in a newer situation in Miami, but like he's still got question marks. Todd Gurley is obvious. And Aaron Rodgers is taking a step back, you know, with his age and what he's been producing over the last couple of years. So. Uh, all right, so 69, uh, Kirk Cousins, 68, Michael Gallup, 67, Debo Samuel, 66, Juju Smith-Schuster, 65, Calvin Ridley, 64, Matthew Stafford, 63, Matt Ryan, 62, Carson Wentz, 61, Terry McLaurin. And again, you know, this is kind of where um, we have a mass um, bunching of a bunch of different wide receivers and quarterbacks that are kind of in that middle of the pack. They're not in the elite group, but all of these guys that are either, you know, middle of their career that are going to be consistent or the wide receivers that are on the upswing, um, the guys that are younger that uh, have the potential but haven't really busted out yet. Um, I agree with uh, everyone, especially in that range. Um, honestly, looking at it, I really can't make an argument against anything that you got there. All right. Uh, so number 60, Jarvis Landry, 59, Sterling Sharp, 58, Mark Ingram. <laughs> Sterling Shepard. <laughs> yeah, and I did that last time, too. God damn it. I'm developing my dad's nominate practice. It was a phrase I coined, which is Latin for name infraction. Oh, I, I'm, I'm getting old with this shit. All right, so 58, Mark Ingram, 57, Hunter Henry. 56, Le'Veon Bell, uh, 55, David Montgomery, uh, 54, Evan Ingram, 53, Marlon Mack, 52, James Conner, and 51, Miles Sanders. I would have had James Conner earlier, but we've already gone down that rabbit hole. I just, I'm, I'm not ready to write him off completely when that offense changed so fundamentally with how bad of a quarterback play they got. I mean, they were literally starting a guy who was a Division II quarterback by the end of the season as their most viable option. Did and the he... other guy who he replaced was the guy who got beamed with his own helmet by a Cleveland Brown. So, like, l l let's keep a little perspective that Ben is a much better quarterback than any of those. And they're, how they still were able to win football games is beyond me. What week did Ben get hurt? Like week two. It was early, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like week two. If not even week one. Like he did not play almost at all. Yeah, I mean, it's just since 2017, I mean, the games that he's appeared in, James Conner has gone down. He only played 10 games last year. You know, he had less than 500 yards. I don't know. He had that one breakout year, and he's just – he's not I, there I, for me. I would have taken – I just in my rankings, I would have probably put him in around the 70 range or something like that, but – That's fine. I mean, you know, that's 
a bit of disagreement. I still, with how elite he was for that period of time, um, I just, I'm not ready to uh, sell the farm until I see him do poorly in a, uh, the same situation that he was elite. So, I, I mean, everybody suffered. Frankly, that entire Pittsburgh offense went uh, off a cliff. So, you know, you get a decent quarterback in there with that offensive line. And, you know, now that Deontay Johnson and James Washington were producing it a lot better towards the end of last year with Juju, you know, three wide receiver sets, uh, Ebron in line and Connor being able to play with Jalen Samuels. I think that actually has the potential if, again, they get a decent quarterback. Um, So, all right, uh, top 50 now. So, number 50, Mark Andrews, number 49, Tyler Boyd, 48, T.Y. Hilton, 47, Devontae Parker, 46, Allen Robinson, 45, Josh Allen, 44, D.K. Metcalf, 43, D.J. Shark, 42, Cortland Sutton, 41, D.J. Moore. I like it. I mean, that they're all around the same I mean that was a lot of wide receivers that you listed off and I'd say they're all around the same type of player the same type of potential um, well and the I same think type of output so there's a theme with a lot of this list that the guys who have the longest staying power and are productive are wide receivers and quarterbacks and so there's a little bit more bunching towards the top where the running backs are a little bit more spread out because there are fewer guys that are elite and that you're gonna really be feel comfortable with. Um, for long periods of time, it's usually running backs that have either potential or are mainstays, guys that have two or three years under their belt um, that you'd be comfortable at least predicting two or three good years of uh, productivity left. So, um, I mean, there's going to be a lot more receivers still coming in this. There's going to be a few running back slots where it's kind of bunched in in some areas. And I did a little bit of bunching in, in some regards on these rankings, so... Uh, I don't know how fluid they're going to be. But, I mean, again, this is subject to change as we kind of go forward, and I'm going to keep this list running. So, um, DJ, we went through it last time. DJ Moore is the only one that I'd really have higher, but we talked about that in the last one. I think you also had uh, Cortland Sutton a little bit higher and my number Uh 40 a bit higher on just uh, positionally the wide receiver rankings. But... um, you know, it, not terribly much higher. You're not putting them more than 10 slots higher. No, 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 no big discrepancies. So my number 40 was A.J. Brown, uh, 39, Melvin Gordon, uh, 38, Cooper Cup, 37, uh, Adam Thielen. And th- this is probably the most uncomfortable part of the list for me, but uh, 36, uh, Stefan Diggs, 35, Tyler Lockett, 34, Robert Woods. 33, Russell Wilson, 32, Kyler Murray, 31, Deshaun Watson, 30, Zach Ertz, 29, Leonard Fournette, 28, Joe Mixon, 27, David Johnson, 26, Devin Singletary. Robert uh, Woods is the only one I'd have back out of that. Drop yeah, back and a little we kind of had already discussed that yesterday. I think right. you also had DJ Moore kind of in that range. Yeah. Uh, above Lockett and Diggs. Um, you know, I put some of the quarterbacks a little bit higher than I had even yesterday, so some of that's some late movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also moved um, Fournette and Mixon up my origi- from my original rankings um, set um, just in the overall, but they did not make the top 25. Um, and I, I frankly look at the top 25 as the guys that you most want uh, out of anybody. Um Personally, my team does not have a single player in the top 10. Um, and uh, I only have, I think, four of the top 25 uh, on my own rankings. So you know, I think it is. I think you got them right where you want them, other than David Johnson being in there. I think they're right outside of the top 25. And I agree, the top 25 people are the ones you really, really want in your squad. And I like Joe Mixon. I wouldn't mind having Leonard Fournette on my squad either. So, I mean, they're right. Uh, they're in the they're in a good spot. Just David Johnson, I'd have probably in my thirties someplace, maybe forties. Well, and here's there are two big arguments uh, with how our league is personally structured. So we only have a half point PPR. 
Mm-hmm. So it may be that I'm overvaluing wide receivers. If we were full point PPR, I think it would be a different situation. And if we were to expand the league, it would be a, a part of the package to expand the league um, that I think minimally, if you have 12 teams, you have to do a, a full PPR. I mean, just to have value out of anybody. Like um, if you're going to have Tariq Cohen as one of your flex guys out of necessity, you're going to need a full point PPR. It's just, it's, you you have to have to do something like that. Um, thank God, and I will never, so don't even ask me, I will never put in a super flex. I think the idea is stupid. Um, I, I do not want two quarterbacks on the field at any one time, especially with the points that I have given for quarterbacks. So unless you figure out that Taysom Hill is going to be like, you know, the super, super quarterback, tight end, uh, wide receiver, running back type of situation, uh, I don't want to even hear it. So... All right, so we'll start at 25. Uh, I will just do these in slots of five then. So Josh Jacobs uh, at 25. Um, I think he was the rookie of the year last year, unless um, that was Kyler Murray. Um, Either one of those was a high-producing rookie. Uh, 24, Lamar Jackson. Uh, 23, Patrick Mahomes. 22, Keenan Allen. 21, Kenny Galladay. And that's at least five for right now. I like it. I, I mean, yeah, I like it. You could you could argue to move. I mean, any of these people up. You could argue Kenny Galladay. You could argue Keenan Allen, um, Josh Jacobs. I'm really interested to see what his second year is going to be like if he takes a step forward or back. But, so I mean, I, they're in a good spot. I think all of this is going to have uh, quite a bit of change. Like you wouldn't think that um, the draft is going to influence this a lot, but when we come back to this. Uh, after the draft, probably early May, like I expect there to be a ton of movement on this list. Like even Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones, from where I have them now, uh, I could see um, dropping down, you know, five or six slots a piece uh, on this list. Depending on where running or uh, where running backs and where some of those rookie wide receivers go. Well, exactly. So um, I, I, I am curious with some of this. You know, where certain players will be added in, um, where others will drop because they are now in timeshares or um, other situations, quarterbacks that potentially move up because they have better weaponry. Um, So looking at you, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, that type of thing. So uh, number 20, I had Kenyon Drake, 19, Derrick Henry, 18, Aaron Jones, 17, Odell Beckham Jr., 16, George Kittle. Uh, we just talked about Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry. I think other than that, everything else is pretty pretty good. Yeah, and I'm just curious uh, to how Arizona handles like some of the draft. I could see them drafting another guy like um, oh, uh, Eno Benjamin out of Arizona State would fit their um, needs extremely well, you know. And if that's the case, then you know where does his value lie going forward? Because I'm really high on him. Uh, if he's the solo guy, although Chase Edmonds there does uh, supplement that a little bit. So uh, I'll be curious. Uh, 15, I had Nick Chubb. I'm a lot lower on him just, you know, in the next couple of years because of the presence of uh, Kareem Hunt and that it might be a more true timeshare um, than some other people are. I know he's a lot higher on a lot of people's list, and he is an absolute stud of a uh, uh, NFL player. So, like, this isn't a knock of him being absolutely great. But uh, 14, Travis Kelsey. 13, Delvin Cook. 12, Chris Godwin. 11, Amari Cooper. Godwin. You, we, we talked about it yesterday. Godwin I'd have um, probably in your Mike Evans spot because I think he's the better of the two receivers in Tampa Bay now, especially with Tom Brady. I just like Mike Evans. Uh, honestly, I think Mike Evans is um, not quarterback dependent, and I don't think Godwin is terribly, but it, it's like choosing between Batman and Superman sometimes for you know some of that, and that's maybe not the best analogy because I'm a huge Batman guy, but like you know, it's one uh, A and one B somewhat, so you're splitting hairs, and really the difference between um, Mike Evans coming in at my number nine, which we haven't gotten to yet. And Chris Godman at 12 is not all that much. Nope, it's not. So, all right. Number 10, Julio Jones. Um, number nine, Mike Evans. 
number eight, Tyreek Hill, number seven, uh, Alvin Kamara, and number six, Devontae Adams. That would probably be where I would have it, besides Mike Evans. <laughs> but other than that, that's how I would have it ranked. That would yeah, have, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably ranked. agreeing with me way too much for the interest of clickbait, but... All right, so we'll no, get. I'm to- seriously though. I mean, like these were the these were how we had our ranks, and we were pretty close to the top of our rankings in each of our position groups too. So, I mean, this would be, you could switch from six to eight or something like that, where they wouldn't make a difference. They're in where they should be. All right, so uh, we'll just do the fi- top five then, and uh, any other. Uh, discussion you might have. So uh, Ezekiel Elliott at number five, four, DeAndre Hopkins, three, Michael Thomas, two, Christian McCaffrey, number one, Saquon Barkley. I mean, yeah, I'd probably have Zeke ranked maybe ahead of the wide receivers, but I just, I've told you a million times, I just value the running backs a little bit more than the wide receivers just because they're harder to get. The elite ones, I'm sure. The, there's a certain level of scarcity. I'm also looking at it as longer-term value when you're looking at that top five. Like, mm-hmm. Zeke's probably got three to five years where you can really say he's that. Michael Thomas maybe has about the same. So maybe I might flip that. And DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is older than Zeke, too. So you might be right that I, I could comfortably put um, Elliot uh, ahead of those two, but... Um, Splitting hairs. Like at that point, if you have multiples of any of those five, like you're in soul or in a really good position. I got two. Yeah, there's one other team that has two, but they did. They uh, finished fifth last year, so. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, um, uh, I guess again, this is a question like the quarterbacks. Long-term value, um, I, and this was kind of my dad's argument when we did the initial draft. He took Aaron Rodgers as the number one overall player um, for the dynasty at the time. And you kind of wonder, uh, his argument was, is I'm going to have Aaron Rodgers for 10 years, be the number one quarterback for like eight of those, and we overvalue um, quarterback stats and points. So... Like, even on a per-game basis, um, five or six points per game, like, for quarterbacks can be a significant difference. And even, like, um, some of the top running backs, uh, I'd be curious if we just did a basic rundown of point values, like, what the difference is is between some of the elite backs and some of the uh, middle-tier guys and kind of the difference uh, from doing that. So, I don't know if you wanted to do a quick just analysis as to how um, that went out. But so let me just take a look at running backs ones. So let's, let's eliminate McCaffrey from the discussion because his entire season last year was ridiculous, but yeah, if he goes anywhere close to that again, unbelievable. So the fifth finishing back was actually Austin Eckler and we weren't in a PPR league. So I do want to mention that he actually finished above Delvin cook and Nick Chubb. Just saying. So uh, let's take. Let's take Zeke and his per game. So 305 uh, divided by 16 total games. So he was averaging a little over 19 points a game. And Mixon, and this is just not to pick on your team, but they, they're falling in the exact right spot. So mm-hmm. um, Mixon was averaging um, just under 14 points a game. So even the drop-off between those two, and I think it's reflected a bit on the list, where Mixon's kind of in my 30s, um, and his drop-off per game is significant. It's probably about five points a game. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, Mixon is in the pretty decent spot. Um, I would just bank him up a little bit more just off of potential. But 
you know, that that just is what it is. He's with with what I hope they're planning on doing, which is getting him a quarterback, um, which will take more eyes off of him, which is building up an offensive line to protect that quarterback, which then in turn helps the running back. I think he still has a lot of life left on those legs, especially, you know, sitting out those couple of years at Oklahoma. Um, I just think potential wise, he's going to be a really good back. And he was up there with um, yards a couple, couple of years ago too, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he's not having a problem with the yardage. It's still, I it's can't touchdowns. put him. In, yeah. I can't put him in the elite category. And frankly, it's why Derrick Henry's down on some of my list is, is that, Derrick Henry, they were feeding 25 to 30 times a game. Like, your volume is extremely high by comparison to anybody else. But um, if you're not getting the overall volume and touches, like, you know, what is what is your per-game value? Like, that that's going to be the difference. So, like, somebody like Nick Chubb, um, the... Uh, he was averaging almost 20 touches a game exactly um, just on the running aspect. And his uh, touchdown value and some of that did drop off uh, towards the end of the year. So after November, his per game touches um, 17, 16, uh, 20, 15, 13, and 4. Although the four was in the Pro Bowl, so I'm not going to count that. My bad. <laughs> but, like, you know, precipitously he's dropping off, whereas he literally had games where he was touching the ball uh, 20 to 25 times a game uh, up until Hunt was back. Yeah. Yeah, and he, I mean, he had that really nasty injury and everything, too. Um, but to go back to Joe Mixon, 2018, he finished fourth in yards. Um, so like I said with him, I'm just, um, and maybe it's because he's on my team too, that I have this much faith in him, but I'm just thinking that, um, he's going to put together a couple of really good years. Like, and I, I'm okay with being proven wrong on him. Um, I, I do. And I guess it emphasizes where, uh, you were at overall, like Chris Carson ended up finishing above him in points Mm -hmm. last year. And I think just outside the top 10. Um, I think he was number 11 for overall uh, fantasy value uh, out of 15 games. So, like, he did have a lot of value in that uh, system. I'm just... Top five in yards, he was. Right. And so, so, like, you know, the guys that are going to get the significant catches um, are going to always outproduce. Like, Eckler had 108 targets last year, 92 catches. Like that, that, that's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the third leading back in receiving, um, outside or, uh, I guess he was fourth, but, uh, behind, uh, Camara, but Leonard Fournette surprises me to be quite honest. Like I, I did not expect that for his overall volume. And if you expect that he's on the low end of touchdowns just by situation, like his value might go up, but I'm curious about his health. So he's probably a top 10 guy that I'm undervaluing right now. I, Leonard Fournette is a straight up baller. Um, I hear you and I understand you 110% on the durability because the way he runs is violent. It's vicious. And I know I don't want to tackle him, but at the end of the day, like you saw, it, you know, going way back when I always use Marion Barber, but you know, he was killing it for those two or three years. And then all of a sudden he was gone. Like, and that was the end of it. So, well, um, and Leonard Fournette, like the year before, did not have a full season either. Uh, and I think he even was hurt or questionable for a good portion of his rookie year. Like, he was really good as a rookie. It was just availability. And I do think that that's where his bust rate comes in. Um, so, it, it's questionable where um, I'd actually have him by comparison. Um, it's hard to say, but again, so much of this is fluid and I'd love to be able to, you know, be able to see it borne out on the field for, uh, overall, um, as far as, um, uh, actual playing time and on time this year, but we have no idea when we're actually going to get football again. So 
No, did you hear like in California they said they'd be surprised if sports started before Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, this is this is a weird situation where like baseball is talking about um, what is it basically getting everybody in this um, community or whatever else in uh, Phoenix and having all the teams basically play in spring training grounds for the entire uh, first half of the year. And they're going to start in May. Dana White for the UFC literally has a private island rented yep. out. And he's yep. transitioning everybody there. Like, no, he bought it. He bought oh, it. He bought it. Well, yeah. I mean, he did get a billion or like 1.5 billion for selling the UFC, and he still has a ridiculous contract to be its main producer or promoter. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. you know, I I am curious what they're going to do with all of this stuff, and clearly, um, the president seems to want to um, have everything start on time in September. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Um, we're just now um, seeing some of the peaks of the whole quarantine thing. So, um, and while number of cases might um, not be going up at the moment, or at least staying steady, like the death toll yesterday was the single highest of any day we've had so far. So, uh, yep. I know people aren't coming here for COVID talk, so we'll move off of it. <laughs> what are we transitioning to now, my friend? So, um, that's a good question. Uh, we have a little bit of time on the back end of this episode. So, um, hmm. We could do the blind stats. How much time do we got left? Well, I was going to do that kind of by itself here. So that's interesting. But, um, so here's an exercise that we have to do yet before. So one of the ideas you and I are uh, playing around with is potentially um, every or everybody um, getting uh, their team slot and drafting for their team um, for uh, uh, after the actual draft here in a couple of weeks. So if we went through and picked their top 15 players, then we know who is going to be in the draft pool. That's correct. You so you said you already, you already took to your keepers. So I did do my keepers. So who are your 15 that you already selected? Uh, let me switch over to the page here one second. As it does with every year, I always get down to it where I have a decision to make for my 15th person. Yeah, last, and I think most people have that. Last year it was Justin Tucker and James Washington. Um, this year it is James Washington and Christian Kirk. But my keepers this year are Evan Ingram. Julio Jones, uh, Zeke, Joe Mixon, Zach Ertz, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson II, Dalvin Cook, Nuke Hopkins, Carson Wentz, Noah Fant, AJ Green, Chris Godwin, Ryan Tannehill, and I chose Christian Kirk over James Washington for my 15th spot. So, guys, that would be from your team in the draft pool. Guys, uh, he's that, notable. So, John Ross. John Ross will be in there. James Washington will be in there. And I would say those are the only two notable people. I have a kicker and five defenses that I will not be keeping. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, all right. That gives us at least something to work off of uh, for this. So I'm going to go over to my own team and select mine before we move on to everybody else. So uh, I am absolutely keeping Patrick Mahomes, Amari Cooper, Portland Sutton. Uh, I'm probably keeping Chris Carson. That would be a smart decision to make. Especially especially how lacking you are in the running back front. George Kittle, Kareem Hunt, Hunter Henry, Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham Jr., Sam Darnold, so three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I have five more. Um, Will Fuller, Adam Thielen, Damian Williams, Rashad Penny. Last one. 
Yeah, my friend. I know you're looking at my handcuffs here. <laughs> so which one are you going to take? <laughs> well, it's a it's a question. You know, I, I like Tony Pollard, and he played really well in that system. Um, but it's a question between Tariq Cohen and Alexander Madison. Like, Cohen has value, but right now we're not in a handcuff situation. So I think I'm going to take Madison as my 15th just to annoy you. Wow, that would be really good. Now you can get Delvin Cook, too. Like, you already got his handcuff. So Tony think- Pollard, <laughs> Boston Scott, Ian Thomas. Did you take Jacoby Brissett? No. Because he's not even going to be the starter. Nope. Um, Ty Montgomery's back in the pool. Kyle Allen, but, like, who cares? Jacob Hollister. uh, Tariq Cohen's in there. And nobody cares about my kickers or defense, so. Not one bit. And we will not be selecting kickers or defense for literally anybody. <laughs> so Besides the Ike Steads. We have to for the Ike Steads because oh. that's just realistic. All right. So who else <laughs> do you want to uh, take on here? Let's go to Dirty Carls. All right. So Alan Eichstead, you are now up. And this is going to be some of our filler time. So if we have this on our blind resume episode, uh, we'll do that. <laughs> so, um, just looking at his list, I think there's probably a bunch we could agree on. So Philip Rivers, yep. Debo Samuel, yep. D.D. Westbrook, uh, come back to uh, Leonard Fournette, yep. Derrick Henry, yep. Jared Cook, yeah. Tyler Lockett, yeah. Greg Olson, yeah. You have to. Carry on Johnson, yes. So what does that put us at? That's only eight. Does he hold on to Antonio Brown? (laughs) I already said a couple of episodes, I am never, I, I will fight you. I will literally come through the screen and fight you. Because there's no way Antonio Brown's ever playing again. So, okay. So, he's got eight. So, D.D. Westbrook will make number nine. Okay. So, that's number nine. Uh, Chris Thompson's got value. Uh, I got to put ten. him as number ten. We got uh, five left. He needs probably another quarterback. So, you kind of have to, by default, go with Derek Carr. Even though I think it's dumb. Um. And Will Disley was, like, the top tight end in fantasy for the first five weeks before he got uh, hurt. So three left. You really want to have Will Disley and Greg Olson, two tight ends for the same team? Yes. Okay. His only other option is Jared Cook. So, like, and his team is devoid of a lot of talent. So, honestly, at this point. He's going to hold on to Alan Lazard. Well, no, he's not. Because the Packers are going to be adding multiple people. He's going to keep Ted Ginn. He's going to keep Justin Tucker. And he's okay. going to keep New England's defense. Okay, so then that's it. So, uh, notable people back in the pool. <laughs> Matt uh, Prater. <laughs> Randall Cobb. You know what? I don't know. Maybe you want to hold on to Randall Cobb. He did not have a, that bad of a year in... Um, in Dallas last year. Yes, but we're talking about Allen here. I know, but... He's holding on to Ted Ginn. You know he's going to do it. <laughs> I agree with you that Fine. Randall Cobb is a better project than Ted Ginn. Do you want to switch that one out? I would think it would be smart to switch that one out, yes. All right, so we'll put Ted Ginn back in because he's now like the fourth receiver in frickin' New Orleans for receivers, not even like targets. Like, he's probably seventh on the list. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here and that he would take Randall Cobb, because I think he would. So, Alan Lazard is the only other one of, like, any note or value. 
All right, so who else do you want to... So that puts us at uh, Aaron's team. Um, Darren Fells, is he, the, is he the, still the number one tight end in... I honestly don't Houston? know. I couldn't like, tell you One either. of the two tight ends in Houston left, so it's hard to say. All right, we can go to... So Aaron Eichstead, I got his up already. Okay. So the brothers were just going to knock out. So I think there's a few of them on here that, um, because they appeared already on the um, uh, list, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. Todd Gurley. Yep. Reem Mostert. Yep. Austin Hooper. Yep. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard, yes. Uh, Sony Michelle. Yep. Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Mike Gusecki. That's 10. Jimmy Garoppolo. 11. So he'll keep Gostowski because he always does. 12. You got to keep Ronald Jones. That's 13. Yep. Um... So this is us picking. Sanu? I don't think he's with a team right now. Oh, yeah, you're right. I still... In in actual value, honestly, Jimmy Graham might be on the list. Okay. We need one more. It's either Baltimore or Danny Amendola. I mean, that's how bad this is. Unless he's keeping Jonathan Williams, who had like a really good kick to the end of last year, and you leave him as a project, like I, I can't see anybody else. Um, like I can't do- credibly keep Josh Gordon right now. It doesn't He'll- even matter. Pick one: Danny Amendola or Jonathan Williams. Danny Amendola. I'm going for the upside. I'm going to take Jonathan Williams. So. Okay. Amendola's back on the list. Josh Gordon's on the list. And Sanu's on the list. So. All right. Who's next? To King in the North. He's the one that's right, right. up on my screen. So that's Ben's team. So, Ben, some of these are going to be pretty easy. I don't even really need to ask. So, let's just run through the ones that are absolute least. Deshaun Watson, Robert Woods, DJ Shark, McCaffrey, Kamara, uh, Chubb, Connor, Williams, Mike Williams, Goddard, Hawkinson. Ten. Uh, Nicole Hardman. Yep. Daryl Henderson Jr. Twelve. Jared Goff. Yep. So we need two more. We need two more. He probably keeps Jalen Samuels because he's got Connor. And with how much they were... He really likes Darwin Thompson. Yeah, that's probably where I would go to. The only other one I can think of is Tyler Higbee, but he's already got two tight ends. so. So, So throw Corey Davis back into the freaking pond. Yep. He was an utter disappointment. And Latavius Murray. Who he'll likely draft as his handcuff again. Like, you know, he smartly did last year. Right. When I started looking at handcuffs. (laughs) (laughs) And Tyler Hickey's back in the draft pool. So you're just an asshole that was just looking to... Got it. Understood. Yes. My, there is literally no one in the history of my life that at not or at some point has not thought, dude, that guy's an asshole. But it's whether or not I'm your asshole. That's the difference. All right, let's go to Akron Pros here. Oh, Dana. So let's see here. And he he always has like his thing of uh, this. So he's keeping Aaron Rodgers. He's just gonna do it. Uh, I think he should trade him off, but. Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel, Devin Singletary, Royce Freeman, Travis Kelsey, uh, DK Metcalf, Kenny Galladay, uh, David Johnson, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, that's 11. 
T.Y. Hilton's 12. Mike Evans is 13. Calvin Ridley's 14. Boy, he's got a tough choice here. Do you really want to hold on to Royce Freeman? No. So he's got two more to pick then. Oh, did I save Royce Freeman? You did. Oh, then my bad. Um, so then if I'm him and not knowing where Freeman's going at the moment, I keep Edelman and O.J. Howard. Yeah. So that puts Robbie Anderson back in the pool. And you and I are both down on him right now. That puts uh, Chase Edmonds back in the pool, puts Devontae Freeman back in the pool. Uh, put Zach Pascal back in the pool. Let's see here. We'll go to Flip's team next. Uh, Kalen Balaj, but that's not a huge one. And he kept all of the quarterbacks, so that makes sense. So I think that's probably the most notable of any of these. Yeah. Chase Edmonds might be one where it might be notable, but, like... Late round. Well, as the handcuff to Drake. And he really only had Chase Edmonds last year because he had uh, David Johnson, so... Like, I, I fully expect that one. So, um, Derek Philippi. And let me look okay, at what we're on for time here. Yeah, we're all right yet. So he's definitely keeping Dak Prescott, Devontae yep. Adams, Tyreek Hill, Mar Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon, Heenan Allen, A.J. Brown, David Montgomery, Marvin Jones. So one, two, it's nine. Three, four, it's nine. nine. Uh, Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Kenyon Drake, Nikhil Harry, Darius Geis. Eric Ebron. That is 15. Boy. Derek's got a lot of talent, man. Like, he's got a lot of really good talent on his squad. So, just off the top of my head here, so Irv Smith Jr. not making that list. I mean, that's that's a one that I'd be looking at as a, a potential steal here going forward. Uh, Njoku's, you know, who cares? Um, Carlos Hyde's got no value. Let's talk about Njoku for a second, though. I really thought he was going to be a really, really good tight end. Fast, athletic, big-bodied, just a pure receiver type of a tight end. And, yeah, he has not lived up to potential at all. So everybody th took him as a project last year, thinking that he would be great paired along with um, – uh, and his stats had started to go up under Mayfield, but he was hurt most of last year. And he's had bad quarterbacks, so he's just gotten a raw end of it. I think he has potential. The problem is, is now he's time splitting with Austin yep. Hooper, and they yep. just paid him a bunch of money. So yep. I think his value is basically nothing. Way down, yeah. And there's really nobody else on. Uh, after we did that, I mean, Carlos Hyde he kept um, just as a you know he was the guy in uh, Houston. Uh, outside of that, like Bar Bo Scarborough has no value. Ryan Griffin has no value. Lamar Miller is coming back, and David Johnson's already taken his job, so he has no value. So I really don't think, other than Irv Smith Jr., that he really is sacrificing out on any of the 15. Well, so, they're just all right there, you know, like just tough decisions to make. Um, let's go to no, uh, I champion. Yep, I do too. So, um, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Mark Andrews, James White, Golden Tate, Jarvis Landry, Darren Waller, uh, Drew Brees, that's 10. That's 10. Uh, Daniel Jones, Tyrell Williams, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Like, and that's partly because you just don't know where uh, Jameis Winston's even going to end up. Do you think Bra some uh, of the other guys on this list like aren't worth keeping? 
You think Brita is going to come back and do anything special? Well, I mean, he's in that time split, so yeah. I would probably keep him for now with Philip Lindsay, and that fills out his 15. But that, you know, like, again, that's without knowing where Jameis is going to end up yet. Who, like, I mean, his, his total bullshit yesterday with, oh, well, it took one of the great, or the greatest quarterback of all time to replace me. Yeah, because... <laughs> Like he was available, but they probably would have taken frickin' Ryan Tannehill over you, dumbass. Wow. So right. Peyton Barber, but like, you know, okay. Uh, I still think Tampa Bay is in the market for another running back. They they just were so poor running the football last year, and they did not produce in that category the way you would would think. Everybody else on that list is kind of either late ads or. Uh, other people. So I really don't think there's a huge list of guys from that. Um, we'll go over to the formerly Dorothy Mantooth that is currently unclaimed. So uh, Kirk Cousins, Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd, Miles Sanders, um, Jack Doyle, Jamison Crowder, Larry Fitzgerald, Jordan Howard, Nick Foles, Tevin Coleman, Justice Hill, Matt Stafford. What is that, 11? Yes. Roethlisberger, Sean Jackson, Trey Burton. One more. Perriman. This team is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But like so Cameron Great is back in the pool. Yeah. Um then uh There's really no Tem- yeah. or, uh, T- Taylor Gabriel. All these people are at the end of the they'll be taken late, late to late, if at all. Well, I mean, honestly, like the rookie class is so much better than anything that's that's currently there. But yeah, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling may not even be on the Packer roster moving forward. So, yeah, okay, I don't think we need to spend any more time on that. <laughs> All right, we'll go over to Roger Rustad. So um, the guarantees: Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, Michael Gallup. Saquon Barkley, Marlon Mack, um, Anthony Miller, Janu Smith, Darius Slayton, Josh Jacobs, uh, Marquise Brown, Kyler Murray. It's 11. Brandon Cooks, Gerald Everett. So two, two more. more. Yep. Um, did I say Anthony Miller yet? Yes, you did, but you didn't say Alshon Jeffrey. Or Kyle Rudolph. I know. And I didn't put Deontay Johnson on there, did I? I do not believe so. I probably go with the upside on Deontay Johnson and JJ Arcega Whiteside, to be honest. Oh, wow. Okay. So that means Alshon Jeffrey going to the pool and Kyle Rudolph going to the pool. I think Jeffrey's a nominee for uh, a cut. He and might be with that contract. Exactly. So, and Kyle Rudolph, like, he's got value, but he's going to be in Minnesota for one more year. Kirk Cousins does like his tight end, so. Does he? I mean, you look at what his t- uh, Rudolph has produced. Like, he's Six barely... Last season, that's it. But like, you can't predict touchdown value. I'm in just the red z- in the red zone. Kirk Cousins likes going to his tight ends. All like, right, I just. But it's touchdown dependent, though. You can't bank on touchdowns. That's tough to do. But he not likes with, going to not his with tight receivers. End. And there are much right. better value guys that he has that I already selected in Johnu Smith that you can build around, and you can always select another tight end. So yeah, they'll give you around the same. I'm just you know in the last. 
You know, he had six touchdowns last year, four the year before, eight, seven, five. I mean, he's good for about five touchdowns a year at least. Well, like, I look at um, Gus Edwards um, and, like, Jamal Williams coming back from this team, and they're just, you know, handcuff fodder. Um, I don't think they're independently producing anything. All right. I mean, Jamal Williams had that one real stretch after Aaron Rodgers went out and Aaron Jones was hurt um, a couple of years ago, but, like, that that's the most you got out of that. So... Do we have anybody left? No, that's it. Oh, and we topped out on time. So, um, all right. Uh, I guess that's going to cover that for us. And we have a pool going. So with the rookies coming in this year, um, that at least gives us, I I think a lot of the back half of the draft is going to end up being kickers, defenses, and like handcuffs. So we may only do the first couple of rounds, but still. Yeah, for sure. Until all the interesting rookies are gone, and then. So we will cut this episode here and follow us here for the next episode on uh, Blind Resume. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah, so I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that is your dagger. That's all for this week, and please uh, make sure to rate, subscribe, and review the new podcast on the Tom Duncan Network, as it's currently being called. Um, That'll help everybody else find the podcast, and that uh, we continue to help uh, provide you winning opportunities on your fantasy teams, hopefully get you interested in this new type of uh, fantasy football. Uh, Until next time, thanks, and have a great evening.